Okay, so I'm just sitting in my car. I've just had a bit of a, a thought that I needed to say, and this is a bit of an out-of-character podcast from me, but I just wanted to put it in um, put it in an episode so that it didn't pass my mind. So basically last night I was watching a, I think it's an SBS program, it's Insight, and they were talking about the cost of living and how it's rising and people's pays haven't you know, come in line with that. And it was, it was awesome. It was so insightful. And I, I, it was great to hear what everyone thought and people from all different walks of life and living in all different states and what they had to say. But there was one particular couple who was, who were millennials, they were younger and they live in Melbourne and their combined income was $180,000. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. That's a good solid income for a couple. And they had managed to save over $100,000 collectively to put on a, as a deposit on a house. Now, this is an awesome effort and so many people would absolutely love to be in their situation and to be able to save that much. They, they don't have dependents, they don't have any children, they're not married, they have, you know, it's just the two of them living in Melbourne and, you know, working and living in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, so basically what they're, so you go on this program, Insight, to share your story and to share experiences that you've had and dilemmas that you've faced in the in the I guess in that night's topic it was about the cost of living and politics and whatnot. So they've obviously gone on the show to share their story to show that, you know, cost of living's rising and they can't afford it and it's all it's all too hard. So these two basically in my opinion, and this might sound a little bit harsh, but I think they made a bit of a fool of millennials. Like they came across as really quite entitled people and I was absolutely I I didn't think that it was a fair representation of the kind of people that we are and it might just be me being naive and thinking that we're not all like that but maybe we are and it's just to hear them the way they were talking was just like I was embarrassed. Anyway, so I'll tell you what they said. So basically they have over $100,000 in savings. They earn collectively $180,000 a year. So pretty solid effort. And the um, the host, I've totally forgotten her name, she asked them what they've had to sacrifice in order to save. And the girl basically said that she had had to sacrifice eating out with friends and like going out on the weekends and I'm like yeah to save for a property or to save such a large amount of money over time there are sacrifices that need to be made and you can't continue living on the lifestyle that you're living and expecting it to work out and to be able to save money like I feel as though she felt like I guess she I don't know look I don't know, I'm just having a little bit of a rant at the moment because she was basically saying that she's in financial hardship because she's unable to afford a property in Melbourne because the average house price is going up and it's more expensive to live in Melbourne. Of course it's more expensive to live in Melbourne. You're living in a capital city. Why don't you buy something outside of the city with a deposit of hundred and over $100,000? Let's just get, they said more than hundred, so let's just say $120,000, $130,000, right? With a deposit of $130,000, like, you can get a pretty, you could get a really good house in the suburbs and you could perhaps invest in that, have a family move in and pay the rent, so pay mortgage, 
And then continue living in Melbourne. So you'd become a rent vester, which is a topic for another day. I'll do another podcast episode on rent vesting. But like, I don't understand why they, owning a property in Australia is not a human right. It is not something that you are entitled to. It's something that you have to work hard for. And it's very clear that they've, you know, they've saved a lot of money. They've got some sense about them in the sense that they can put together some savings. But of course it comes with sacrifice. Like what do you expect to just land in your lap? No. Anyway, that was just my rant. I I just want to basically say that as Australians, no one is entitled to property. No one is entitled to home ownership. It's something that you ha- you do have to work hard for and it's not going to come easy. And that's that's standard. Like you're living in a capital city and house prices do go up because there's a lot of demand for people to live in a capital city. And maybe you don't have to you can't buy your dream house straight away. Maybe it means you buy a property out west in the suburbs and then you allow that to build in value over the years and maybe in 10 years time you can buy your dream house and in the meantime you have to rent in the city and that's totally fine that's just it's just making some sacrifices and it's just bending your ideal situation a little bit to maybe take another path to get there and it's not there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing like it's not it's not like you're being I don't know I don't really know why Insight felt the need to have a couple like this on there when there were people on this show that were in genuine hardship situations, living in, you know, country Queensland where obviously the cost of living has gone up, farmers are struggling. There were there were people with, I guess you could say, real struggles. And then there were these two millennials who were on just an awesome income and have had an awesome amount of savings saved up and they're just not willing to, I guess sacrifice or they think they want to have their cake and eat it too right so they're not willing to sacrifice anything for their dream and I get that like I get that we've been raised to be you know instant gratification everything should come to us when we want it how we want it and I've done a blog I've done a blog blog a blog post on instant gratification recently so I can I'll leave that link in the show notes so you can have a read but um but yeah it's not like you're not entitled to property ownership you've got to make sacrifices and you've just got to be able to adapt to the situation and yes cost of living is rising and there's no denying that I get that but these two were not really in a position to be able to say we're suffering from financial hardship and we like I just didn't understand their point of view and I didn't really know why they were they were representing millennials on the show they they came across as very entitled and I wasn't very impressed to be fair um, on, I guess, their experiences. I felt like, yeah, they expected things to be handed to them and to be congratulated for their efforts in saving when they're not willing to, I guess, yeah, as I said, sacrifice what it will do what it really takes to get themselves on the property ladder. And they're in a position where they could they just are choosing not to because they feel feel like they they deserve to buy a property in Melbourne because that's what they want. And maybe they do that is what they want and maybe they won't stop, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to save more or sacrifice more than just, you know, getting Uber Eats on, and going out on the weekend. There is a lot more that you probably need to sacrifice. Like anyway, that's my rant over done. That was 8 minutes long, so it was a quick little episode. Thank you 
yeah, for listening to this one, but I just needed to have a bit of a rant. Anyway, it was great. (laughs) Thanks, guys.